0: This is KMTT, Kimitz Yon Torah, in uh, the summer's man, starting uh, now after Pesach. We'll be having a series of Shirom by Harav Moshe Taragin and Pekayavot, to complement, hopefully, your own learning of Pekayavot each week, a different Perkeh, one Mishnah, one idea, from each parak, keeping up with the general learning. Harav Moshe Taragin. The 14th Mishnah of the 3rd parak of Avos says so a very interesting series of statements authored, at least the way Avos records it, by Akiva Kiva. Um, the previous Mishnah in Parikh of Abbas, Mishnah yud Gimel had mentioned um, several seemingly assorted, unrelated statements of Ravya Kiva based on siyat, what elements of character or behavior could serve as deterrence, protecting people from worse forms of behavior. Uh, for example, Middharem siak Macritius, a person who issues an oath or an oath, can employ that oath to prevent himself from overindulging in certain areas of, of pleasure, certain areas of experience, and thereby preventing even greater fall into various isura. So, in this instance, Rabbi Akiva, towards the end of the Mishnah, had mentioned Siagla Chachma Shasika. A way of protecting Chachma, of cultivating Chachma, is by excelling in the art of silence. So being with the last part of the previous Mishnah, Mishnah Yad Gimel, mentioned Rabbi Akiva's description of the relationship, the dynamic between Shasika and Chachma. So Mishnah Yad Dalid begins with a description of the intelligence that human being possesses and it begins yeomer, adam shenivra man is lofty man is beloved to god because he alone out of all the creatures of this universe was endowed with its own and it's element primarily means human intelligence as the rambam describes it free choice creativity The literal translation in unklahs is nefesh mimalala, a speaking soul, but even speaking capacity of human beings is not unique to human beings per se. Almost all animals or all advanced organisms communicate with one another, but it's non-cognitive, it isn't intelligent speech, it's just primal, instinctive speech pattern to convey mating or migrational interests or food availability, things of that sort. But human beings create or communicate creatively and cognitively, and the more efficiently they communicate, the more advanced their society becomes. And living in an age of information, of quick, facile communication is highlighted how important human communication is, and even the generation above them had made great advances and great strides, primarily because they homogenize language and communication. So even the phrase nefesh min malala, which Onkos interprets as Human speech doesn't refer to the act of speaking, the act of moving a tongue and passing wind over a vocal cord. It vibrates, but capturing the entire process and communicating with cognition and intelligence and creativity. So at least the way of Avos uh, presents it, there's a strong connection, a linkage, between the end of Mishigir Gimel, which describes Hoffman in general, and the beginning of Mishigir Dala, which extols the unique... It's almost a theological elaboration. The unique quality that human beings were given at Selim O'Kib, And, of course, they were given at Selim O'Kib by Akersh Barakul out of an act of love, out of an act of, of, of passion. Akersh Barakul has for all those creatures of his who had Selim O'Kib. Now, it's interesting that in Abbas Derivinassan, in the 39th parak, this very same mission is cited. But in this instance it's cited by Raber, not by Rebekiva. And it's also not cited in the context of Perkyavos, where this Mishnah follows Rebekiva statement describing the importance of Chachma. So whereas in Perkyavos there seems to be some sequencing between the two statements and a reiteration of the importance of Chachma by suggesting that it's its own like that every human being was endowed with. In Perkyavos that element, that sequencing doesn't appear, and this is a standalone statement. Now, another difference between Perkiavos and Avastrup Nassan is the authorship. In Pirkei Avos, it's authored by Rebbe and Avastrup is authored by Rebbe This may not sound so important, but in the context of another statement of the Akiva, it's extremely important. here of course, was a famous author of the famous statement Kamoka The most important, as it were, or the most... Um, paradigmatic, The Pasuk that can be served not just as an important mitzvah, but a Pasuk or a mitzvah that can be used to derive all other mitzvahs, is a Pasuk of the of the and the suggests this, or offers this, as a Kaga Levatar. Now what some people aren't aware of is that there's a descending opinion. The descending opinion cited by the Torahs Khanim, the Medrash Halacha, on Sefer Vayikra, the descending opinion is authored by Ben Benzoma believes is an even more Selian Pasuk, a Pasuk in the beginning of Sefer Voracious, Herakei, Zeh Sefer Ataldol Sa'adam, B'yam B'ra'alukim O'Sa, Selim A'alukim Now, Benzoma prefers this Pasuk. Even though the after the Re'ach establishes the almost mandatory obligatory nature of Chesed, it establishes such in a very nationalistic framework. The Gemara M'sachim interprets the term Re'acha as referring to only someone who adheres to the same mitzvah system that a Jew adheres to. That could mean a Jew. It can mean a Gentile, perhaps, who keeps mitzvahs and coming upon a Gentile. It certainly does not refer to a Gentile who doesn't adhere to mitzvahs. It may not even refer to a Jewish evildoer who disobeys or betrays mitzvahs. the whole tone of the passage, after the recha Kamoha suggests that I'm performing chesed in response to the common interest, to alleviate that person's pain because I'm sympathetic to that pain. I'm, I'm hurt. I feel that person's pain because of our common trajectory, because we have that similar um, agenda. And he is my Re'ah. He is my friend, my faith friend, my ally, in whatever religious pursuit or, or national historical mission I sense so deeply. And ben Zoma felt that the more preferable source for chesed, should just be a recognition of the no akim, latent within every man. And therefore he quoted the Pesach, again, sadam, no When you see human beings suffering, you have to recognize it as almost a divine tragedy, that all the potential that Baruch gave that person. All that potential is being impaired, is being paralyzed, because when that person suffers, all of his divine potential, is being misused or isn't being fulfilled. So it's an interesting debate between Rubikiva and Benzoma, and in light of that debate, the statement in our Mishnah is even more fascinating. Having issued the Haftalarecha Kamocha, which is a more sec- sectarian and, and almost parochial, pasach, even Ubikiva himself in this Mishnah describes the, uh, the universalism of Selimalak man, not just Jew, not just Reacha, not just those who obey God's command, but every single human being is beloved to Hashem, because he was, because, and, and that's the reason he was, endowed and equipped with the Zalem of Of course, Yubikiv himself continues and concludes the Mishnah, Chaviv Yisrael And Yubikiv is able to straddle the fence, to balance those two ethics, which sometimes um people have a hard time reconciling there's some people who adopt a very very universalist trend recognizing the common denominator in man the common divine image that every human being possesses and this is obviously a very strong strong element in judaism but sometimes that universalism prevents them impedes them from appreciating the unique calling of a Jew, the unique mission that a Jew serves, the unique status that a Jew possesses, the unique history which the Jews pursue. And if they find that position bigoted and racist, how could a Jew uh, be seen as different? Whereas the truth is that a Jew isn't privileged, a Jew is just endowed with with sense of mission, and our march is the march of mankind, our goal is the second, not to convert people to our religion, but to display a moral and monotheistic lifestyle, which indeed originally was presented to the entire world without any striation, without any layering layering initially. The entire world was meant to worship God in a direct fashion, but after two thousand years of confusion and paganism, God had to select the unique tribe, and this is really the drama which unfolds on Yom Kippur when we read Koah, the Spartan or those who died in Nisfart read Koach during the Avoga, and Koach describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu selecting man, and after that selection fails, God selects the Jewish people, and from the Jewish people, He selected Aaron Cohen and Shevet Levi, and their selection is highlighted on the Day of Yom Kippur, where a member of the tribe of the Koen enters into the Kodesh HaKadoshin, where no man was remitted throughout the rest of the years. So some people are so enchanted with Yom first statement, Chaviv Avim Shunit that they're unable to make sense of the second statement, Chavivin Just as there are some people that are so impassioned by the unique national calling of a Jew, especially today in Eretz Yisrael, where nationalism and some a live, powerful agent of Jewish identity and a Jewish experience. Some people are guilty of hyper-nationalism. They become so nationalistic. They aren't able to respect Gentiles. They aren't able to respect life in all forms. And sometimes it's, it has a nationalist um, flair to it. I think in Eretz Yisrael we're exposed to that. And sometimes it has more of a religious flair that our religion is seen and it is so unique and so empowering that it's hard for people to see value in others that don't study Torah or keep the six hundred and thirteen mitzvot, rather than recognizing the inherent balance between the Jewish mission. And his universal calling his universal um oral volume consequence so the issued the two and it's and it's a high it's not just a hierarchy but it's a combination so it's important to cast through the kiva statement not just in the context and in the light of the previous mishnah but particularly in the context of the famous statement after the which again asserts a much more national motive, Chachet Mir Yikiva describes the universalist trend of Chaviv Adam Shneivra Betselen. What's fascinating about the mission as well is the continuation or the second part of each phrase: Chaviv Adam Chiva Yisera Nodaslo They were granted. A special love, not just but No love Now this could just be a stylistic um augmentation or escalation. So first Rebbe Kiva says a person is beloved and he's really beloved. Um and he's created the And then it would just be repeating the same issue. Man is coveted, man is the pinnacle of creation. The universe is meant to serve man's interests. who is created with his divine image, the Abdol Shamra, to preserve this universe, but also to develop it, to advance it, and to utilize its force and its energy for human welfare. And the second part of that phrase restates it Chiba Yisera Daslo to never itself. However, a closer reading of the phrase Chiba Yisera Daslo suggests that. God loves man and loves him so much so that he actually revealed this reality of selling King to man. Now, that reading, the reading adopted by the Rambam, is actually borne out by the selection of the apostles. There are several Psukim in Parshas Barashas. The beginning, the first parasha of Sefer There are indeed several Psukim there are several Psokim in, say, in parashas, parashas which highlight the Tzelem that the Dmuz HaMokim, for some reason, the Mikiva selects the Pasak in noach. After the flood, HaKadosh Baruch Hu issues several mitzvahs, several allowances to now eat meat, several isurim. repeats per shir Shirtzu, Varetzu, revuva, and in, as part of that conversation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu informs man HaKadosh Dam HaDam, BaDam Damai shavech the prohibition of murder and the severe penalty for murder, because man is created in the image of God. This is the first time that HaKadosh Baruch informs man of his lofty status, of his of his freedom of choice, of his divine likeness, his divine image. So the Rambam interprets through the Akiva's second statement, that's a theological, metaphysical reality. Second part of the sentence is Chiva Yisera daslo, An extra gift was given to man. Not only was he empowered with Zalmonkim, he was informed of Zalmonkim. Khiba Yisera, extra love, caused was indicated by the fact that Echad informed man in Parshas noach and gracious We never have record that Echad informed informed man of this unique trait. The reader hears from the narrator. In this case, the narrator is Hashem that such occurred, but we have no indication. The actual person, Adam, Chava, Sheis, and Heto, were aware that it's Whereas in Noach, Baruch Hu informs man that he has Tzela Now this is a fascinating addition. It's a fascinating element. The Rambam sees it from a moral standpoint. The Rambam in Parashamishnayas, if a person performs a favor for another and actually informs him of that favor, it shows extra loud, it shows, uh, I am concerned for you, I want you to know, be aware by efforts on your behalf. And maybe nothing changes about the human condition. It's not as if Selenokim is enhanced by our knowledge of that Selenokim, but just by telling us of this gift, Akhurish who demonstrates his love and just to feel more loved by Hashem, especially in the wake of the of the Mabal, in which people certainly felt the wrath of a Barhu. So this was an opportunity for the Rivon not just to reaffirm and to reassert the love he feels for men but to augment it by informing him that you've been gifted with Selma, okay. and it re- re, uh, reiterates and rejuvenates man's hope in, in life and future, because you can well imagine the fear and the futility that Noach and his, and his family must have felt after en- exiting the table and witnessing the carnage and the, the loss of the world as they knew it. But I think beyond the Rambam's moral idea that when a person receives a favor and is told of that favor, I chose extra love and extra affection. I think that this mission is also describing not human intelligence, but what we like to call human consciousness. Human beings have intelligence. No other animals possess certainly those same levels of intelligence. But what makes a human being unique is the self awareness. The awareness of self, the awareness of intelligence, the awareness of our soul, our dreams, our emotions, um, ourself, basically. The computer possesses intelligence as well, but is isn't self aware. The human being is self aware. And we're not just aware of the fact that we exist, but we're aware of the talents we've been given, we're aware of the intelligence we've been endowed with, and we utilize that intelligence. And it could be that this is what Rabbi was is referring to. Man has that special gift of Selm Mokid. Chiba Yesairah. But not only did HaKadosh Baruch Hu give a human being that gift, but he gave him that extra love, showed him special affection by melda asloh, actually revealing that gift to him, And it raises a very provocative question. Before hearing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's command against murder in Parshas Noach, in, in Periches, or this is in Per-Khess, Was man really aware of his in other people? Was he aware of the fact that he possessed divine life intelligence? It alters the way we view the story of the Chet of the Yitzhadas. Would man have um, eaten from the Yitzhadas if he were aware that he possessed this divine image? Would Cain have been so quick to murder Hevel if he recognize the unique stature of the human being um what changed after the novel how different was man before the model and after the model these are very important questions and by highlighting this pasif this post model pasif the shift in the history of man's seleno certainly in the recognition of seleno kim the kiva might be providing a very important um narrative and how to appreciate the difference between man before the mable and man after the mabel. The second part of the ridiculous statement, the more national parochial issue, describes the unique stature of Jews. And this is really not the first time in the Torah that the metaphor of the Jewish people as the son to is employed um, when Moshe comes to Paro, so he demands that my son, my child, my firstborn, should be released. But that could refer specifically to the generation of slaves. Maybe it doesn't refer to all Jews. It could also be a personification of a Kiddush Baruch's role in order to make him more palpable, the Paro in particular, since all the egyptian kings and rulers were all firstborns, and hence the drama of Makas Bechoros is a very charged drama because it's an attack not just on families but on the entire political superstructure of egyptian society that of course, wielded extraordinary uh, power and authority and that's why Makas Bechoros becomes not just a crescendo of the Makos but an iconic and symbolic moment which is why in parallel recite Lakim Sayyid Kharem, and that's why the Khaif, the to recite mention of Makas Bukharas, or you talk about Yzyasim every day in Davani, not just the last and the most severe, but it creates all it contains and possesses all sorts of hidden messages. So in, in the space of the and kind of, Egyptian culture, so one could have taken an entire context of Beni Bukhari Sural and Say for and contextualized it just to that generation being extricated or emancipated from the throne. But in the Devarim Yudalet, in Parsha's Re'eh, where Kaddish Baruch Hu orders us, atem um, obviously this applies for every generation, and it, it's stated outside of the context of the Egyptian struggle, of the Egyptian confrontation between God and the king of Egypt, and the culture of Egypt. Not only that, but the Pesach in Parsha's Re'eh also um, translates this status of HaKadosh Barakul's child into all sorts of normative Yusuri, not to perform all sorts of self-flagellation and self-wounding and tearing out hair and creating wounds. Basically, conduct ourselves with the dignity that we are Hashem's child, a dignity which in some ways is parallel to the Selimulakim. Selimulakim should cause a person to behave with dignity, he represents HaKadosh Barakul. But may surpass the levels of dignity which the Solomon King mandates or demands. You're not just a reflection of a British Baruch's image, but you're a child of the Shalom. Um, and Shalom. And the same, the same duality is presented: um, that we are Hashem's children, so therefore we're not just Chaviv, but Chavivin, which more poetic, deeper love than Chaviv Adam Shnei Beretzalim. Chiba Yisera Nodaslaem, Nekarish Barucho displayed extra love, Shaneku Ubanim, that he told us and he called us, Banim So, it seems as if the Rambam's read of this Mishnah may be a very powerful one, that that second level of Chiba Yisera is being in publicizing and informing us of his status, displayed an extra love. The Mishnah concludes with a different. Show of a love to his children. In the first realm, or the first presentation of the Mishnah, Jews are set apart from Gentile and their their special love, the special passion towards the Jewish people, is described in our status as children. The final statement of Peri Abbas describes the fact that we're not just a Kodesh Baruch children, but we we'll receive the Torah. Israel, shanita lan now here the difference between the Chavivin and the Chiva Yisera is not altogether clear. We are beloved in that we receive the Torah and the extra love was shown us that we received the Torah which was used to create the world. So it's not exactly clear that the Rambam's read holds up in the end of the Mishnah. But the two different dimensions of Torah are clearly on display. One dimension of Torah is the God's revealed world. Shem showed us love. But it didn't just show us love by revealing the Torah, but by empowering us with the Torah, which was used as the blueprint for an entire world, Shiboni Rha'Aullah. And it's interesting that Pirkei Avo's quote or the Mishnah quotes a very strange pasik. How do we know that the Torah is Qichemda? So the Mishnah throughout different sections quotes a lot of different pasukim, but here, for some reason, Parag quotes the pasuk in Mishlei, Peradale, ki lekachtav nasati lachem terasi al Now, why does that pasuk, and in what manner does that pasuk describe this pasuk, ki lekachtav? Nasati l'chem tarasi al-tazavu, a Pasuk which is familiar to all of us, describes beauty of Tara, the value of Tara, it's a beautiful gift, a beautiful sale, lekach al-tazavu, not to abandon Tara, Nasati l'chem, Hashem gave it to us as a gift. But the Pasuk initially doesn't really mention the fact that Tara is a klichenda, shibonibra olam. There are other B'Sukim which Chazal derived this from, certainly not this one. So, it's a little bit unclear, how the Mishnah in Per-Keyavos employs the Pasuk of K'il to derive the fact that Torah is a K'chenda sheboni ba-olam. Um But it is fascinating that a part of the Mishnah which is very national and which is parochial, that the Jews have a unique status, they were afforded a unique gift, they're not just Chaviv, but Chavivim, they're not just selling Rokim, but They receive Klichemda, they receive the tools of joy. That very statement, which is tilted in a very national direction, still possesses universalist elements, because Torah is not just a document for Jews, but it's a document, a system of divine wisdom, which is a blueprint in the foundation of an entire universe. Well, they must have relevance for everything and everyone which inhabits that universe. So, even though it's a parochial sounding statement extolling the importance and virtue of Torah given to the Jews, it broadens the sweep in the extent at to which Torah should be applied, because it is And it's not exactly clear how this Pasik describes that, some words to suggest that the word and the pasuk initially, ki lekachtov, is reminiscent of the repetition of the word of constantly, Kim kitov, Kim kitov, that we believe this is a world of goodness and of kindness. The famous question is: the world good and kind and generous, or is the world evil? Man is left to his own devices; will he sink into evil, or will he be basically innately good? And the famous question debated by philosophers and authors. By and large, Jews believe that the world is created good and the world is, is based on a platform. A Baruch who created the world and it's an act of chasseh, and the Baruch who directs the world, and a Baruch who is benevolent, and a Kurdish is omnipotent, and so therefore the world typically functions in a manner which is compassionate and kind and favorable and just and um, the presence of the word Tov, so often harsh and voracious, indicates as much. So perhaps the Pasaki like a tov nasativa Tara is not just a good and favorable purchase, but it is a system that underrides, that reflects the goodness and the order and the symmetry of our world. And by studying Tara, you can uncover the mysteries of our world. So, this is our Bekiva statement. In a general sense, it compares and contrasts the state of a Gentile and the state of a Jew, and it allocates roles for each and mission for the Jew. And to accentuate that difference, but still to allow meaningful experience to a Gentile. The Akiva refers to a Gentile as Hashem, But a Jew is referred to as Hashem. Um, In each instance where the Kiva contrasts the Chaviv or the Chavivin with this next or higher level of yisera. According to the Rambam, it's not just a quantitative difference, but a special love, as indicated by the fact that Kodesh Baruch Hu informed Man of his stature, because informed Am Yisra of their stature as Banim. And then finally, you can keep a of discussion in general status at Selim and the fact that the Jews were given the Torah, which is the tool, the instrument, which the world was created, Kila Techto. And though it highlights the unique national calling and role of a Jew, it also stretches the connotations and implications of Torah in a universalist manner.